Hello and welcome to Searching for Pixels. Today I have a very special guest with me, Oni Blackmage, famous YouTuber, probably most prolifically known for his recapitation videos, along with many other things. But uh, Oni, would you like to introduce yourself for our listeners, please? Certainly. I'm Oni Blackmage. Uh, my real heading is, of course, Nick DeJesus. I'm, as he said, the cornerstone of recapitation, a few other channels, of course, on YouTube. Always here to help anyone else recap their most latest adventures. Lovely. So what we're going to do is just have a quick 30-minute chat about what you do and uh, maybe a bit about yourself as well. So on your YouTube channel, you do many different videos. You're most famously known for your recapitations. How long have you been making these videos for? YouTube in general was something I started only casually about nine years ago, and I would have to say that I started my recapitation project probably about three, four years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Before then, it was mostly idling between uh, game guides, uh, opinion pieces. It, was, it wasn't really focused, and it wasn't until I just simply started a project, uh, just recapping a summary of Kingdom Hearts, where I decided that was something that I wanted to do, and with the support of the community, kept on going and growing it to where it is today. Let's say you started with Kingdom Hearts. It was. The story behind that is uh, it actually was a favor for a friend. Uh, I had a friend named Jeff where he was asking what happens in this game, and as you know, anyone who's played that game, it's it's a little bit complex, a little bit complicated. Hmm. You can't just tell anybody simply what happens in Kingdom Hearts. But when we went to the internet, we looked around and saw that there weren't too many videos that really sufficiently explained it to where if you didn't play the game, you would understand it coherently. And so I decided, well, I have an amateur knowledge of video recording and editing. I have a terrible laptop. Allow me to do it in 20 minutes. And that's what I did, posted it to my friend and some other people on Reddit caught wind of it. Oh, lovely. Because when I think of the the recapitation style of videos, that there are two channels that come to mind. There's definitely yours particularly for the, the JRPG aspect. And I, I, I've forgotten the name of the, the channel now. Uh, do you know Easy Allies? Uh, do you have Easy Allies? I adore Easy Allies. What were they before they became Easy Allies? I remember the, the company dissolved. Game Trailers. That was it, Game Trailers. They, they did a similar thing, didn't they? But with, uh, say, Western games rather than... Uh, Run. They did. They had a long-standing series. I believe it was called GT Retrospectives. Ah, uh, that was it. God, I love those. I really love those. They were so good. But what's really good about your channel is you, you specialize mainly, I say mainly, in the Japanese JRPGs. Is there a particular reason that you, you stick to JRPGs? The main reason was originally I only intended when I first decided that I was going to do more videos. At first it was a one-off project. I only wanted to do Kingdom Hearts. The first one, that was it. It was never an intention to make a series out of it, much less a cornerstone for a channel. And later I decided I'm only going to do Kingdom Hearts, Final Fantasy, and then later I decided to do Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Only because I felt those are a series that are very near and dear to me, and quite personally, I feel those are the longest-standing stories that the most people either had the most questions for, or not to sound snarky, they often misremember. Only because yeah. I imagine that most of them haven't played them for about ten, twenty years, and so you know, mm-hmm. details get forgotten. Yeah, definitely. And also with the JRPG, the length of the game, there's so much in there. You're bound to forget, you know, some of the things that go on as well. Exactly. Those games, on average, especially the older ones, 60 hours, and not everybody has that convenience, and it's a bit unrealistic to ask somebody, if you miss this game, go ahead and play it, 
so a lot of people can't just drop 60, 100 hours. So if anything, I felt here's an opportunity for me to help someone who hasn't played this game but still wants to know what's going on in a way that's a little bit more coherent than a Wikipedia article. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. And I, I must admit your your channel is one of the top ones I look forward to along with uh, Noah Gladwell-Gervais, Super Bunny Hop, uh, Matthew Matosis, uh, and there's a few others as well. I really look forward to your videos. And one of my personal favorites of yours that I think I went out and bought the game because of your video. It was either 999 or it was, uh, is it Virtue's Last Reward? Yes, that was the second one. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you've uh, definitely inspired me to buy one of those games, so I really do look forward to your videos. And also, uh, not not too long ago, you uploaded um, Final Fantasy IX, was it? Was that quite a recent one? Re-uploaded, but yes. Originally, I had it uploaded um, three years ago, but there was the YouTube bots doing their business, their funny business, and unfortunately, I had to... uh, um, take it down and then re-upload it. But I chose the opportunity to upload in HD with better audio and some revisions to the script. Oh, so you went through it all again and and did a re-recording, essentially? Rebuilt it from the ground up, yes. <laughs> so when you make your videos, could you run us through the procedure that you usually go through? Certainly. So right now there is a long queue in terms of the games that I have on listing for what I'm planning on doing. I, I listen to a lot of requests. I read all of the comments for people that have asked not only through my YouTube channel, but also through Patreon in terms of what they would like to see next. That's usually why it has evolved into a lot of JRPGs, only because it seems a lot of people would like to have those recap for them or revisit those memories. Yeah. So it starts with me playing a very... I don't want to say speedrunner version, but a very quick playthrough of a game, trying to complete it as fast as possible. There's a guide next to me. If I have not already played it, I need it for recording purposes. So the first wave is playing the game. While I'm playing it, I will be writing a skeleton structure of the major plot points and sometimes taking timestamp notes to where I can understand. I need to revisit this point, understand some of the dialogue, get some of the context in. But I build a skeleton first. And then once I'm done playing the game, I will then go through... Um, re-watch a large portion of it super fast-forwarded, uh, cutting out a lot of gameplay, and just mostly focus on the story elements and going ahead and condensing it as much as possible, making sure to recap all of the major plot points, story focuses, character developments, and boiling it down as much as I feel that I can to where what I'm telling is only the most relevant information, mm-hmm. while at the same time sometimes including anything that I found particularly funny or unusual. Uh, after that, is then the uh, editing process where I will then take down the gameplay, of course, assign it to the audio. I will script it out, run it a few times, make sure it sounds somewhat uh, of a flow, and then continuing to record it, apply the audio, cook, cut, bake. Wow, bloody hell. So uh, I, I imagine the time frame for each game is going to be vastly dis- different depending on the game itself, but let's say you did... Uh... A sixty-hour, a sixty-hour sixty game, like a normal playthrough of a game, would be sixty hours. How long would that take you to to make the video? Certainly. So that's actually quite typical too. It will be sixty hours for the gameplay itself. Mm-hmm. It will probably be about another thirty hours to re-review the format and get the script writing for it, um, just to make sure that what's fresh in my memory, as well as what's matching the video, as well as pulling clips for it to match to that. And then based on the length of the script, which could vary, there are a lot of RPGs that I found sometimes aren't as story intensive as you would think, mm-hmm. even though it takes quite a long time to, to play through them. And based on the length of the script, um, I will record the script, and usually on average, just based on my current editing speed, it takes on average about maybe four hours to do about ten minutes worth of speech. 
okay. in terms of editing that content in. So on average, a 60-hour game will take me about close to about 100 hours of labor. Oh, wow, okay. And you, you said earlier that the, the community requests a lot from you in terms of JRPGs and this kind of thing. If it mm -hmm. were completely down to you and there was no external influence, would you still do JRPGs or would you go for something else? To be honest, I probably wouldn't do as many JRPGs that people have requested of me. I would do, I would definitely intersperse them with uh, quite a few more action games. While I love RPGs, in real life I have a robust collection, I've played many of them myself, mm -hmm. I actually also lean heavily towards a lot of action games. Um, and there are also quite a few horror games I would like to recap, and a few adventure games that are near and dear to my heart. I would have a little bit more variety, more than just RPGs. But that being said... When I get started on an RPG series, sometimes I'm quite hooked. In fact, an example is uh, the 999 series. I oh, yeah. That was a request of mine. Uh, somebody requested that of me. I, I never played that series before. Oh, I got into it, saw how interesting it was, and I was now a fan. <laughs> so I was just as engaged into it as, as you were. And so I felt that hopefully sharing some enthusiasm, I could spread that message to others. Because oh, when I watch your videos, I... It's... From the way you speak and your, your the knowledge you have behind it, it feels like you've played all of these a thousand times. <laughs> but, uh, In that case of that particular series, you have to. You oh, have yeah. to play that game literally 12 times <laughs> in order to get everything. Uh, and is there a particular video that you have in your mind as, that was particularly fun to make? Uh, or, or it doesn't have to be the most popular one, but one that you enjoyed the most? Oh, that's a good question. Let's see. The ones that I feel are the most fun to make are the ones that I have the most fun playing. Mm -hmm. uh, I know it's nowhere near anyone's favorite uh, in terms of story. It's not going to win anybody on that, but it was a request that was for um, Bayonetta 2. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely adore that as one of the best action games out there. And I also, in terms of RPGs, I love Chrono Trigger. I look forward to recapping that. Oh, wow. And that I know ahead of time will be my most favorite one. I, I cannot wait to go back into that one. Have you, have you had many requests for Chrono Trigger? Uh, yes, though not as much as currently uh, Danganronpa V3 and the Persona series. Those seem to be overwhelmingly popular right now. I was just about to ask about Persona, but that's going to be a big nut to crack that one. That's, <laughs> that's going to take a long time. Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. Have you played the newest one, Persona 5? Absolutely. Platinumed it. 140 oh. hours. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. it at first, yeah. with the Persona series, and this is with Shin Megami in general, I have played many of the previous installments. One of the complexities I have with it is I have a soft rule of I would like to recap the canon version of a story. Mm -hmm. A lot of people sometimes have criticized me for saying, well, you have left out this ending, you've left out this route. The main reason for that is I will usually go with whatever the creators have declared to be the most canon route. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, in the case of Motion Megami Tensei games, they have not declared a canon route. And mm -hmm. so I will have to figure out some way within my current structure of adapting it to that sort of play style to where I'm still telling the main story points, mm -hmm. but doing it in a way that's most relatable to everyone. Yeah, on, on top of that, are there any instances where JRPGs are obviously very, very big games. Uh, what do you do in terms of side missions and side quests and things like that? Do you completely exclude them, or if they're very important to the main plot, would you do them for your recapitations? That's a great question. Uh, I've had some challenges with many RPGs uh, where it's difficult to gauge on the outset 
sometimes how relevant a side quest is. This came up recently with uh, Suikoden 2, because that game has an incredibly robust amount of side quests. Almost every character has their own side quest. And the question for me is, do I, for the sake of completion, cover all 102 characters, or do I really focus on the ones that are actually relevant to the plot? I chose to go with the ones that are mostly relevant to the plot, um, only because in the grand scheme of things, while many side quests were in fact quite interesting, and part of me still can go back and forth, take it or leave it in terms of how much I should have cut out, mm-hmm. I felt overall I just chose to go with what was most relevant. And then same thing with most other um, other recaps. I skip out a lot of other side quests um, if they I don't feel they are relevant to the overall plot or I don't feel they add to character development. If it's a character developing side quest that's relevant to a main character, I will go with that quest. Sometimes I do make mistakes and I have to go back and sometimes borrow footage from someone else that I have failed to capture myself. Yeah. Lovely. And so we just talked about, say, your your favorite game. Uh, Sorry, video to make, sorry. Is there one that you particularly didn't enjoy making? Maybe you didn't get on with the game or maybe it was such a long game that just got sick of playing it for so long is there anyone in anyone in mind that you didn't quite enjoy making i know this is going to be divisive for quite a few people uh and i apologize for that but if you've if you've seen my personal opinion videos on patreon where i will personally post on there um my own behind the scenes opinions on game you will know this i personally thought that xenogears was a bit of a slog it was slow it was (laughs) very uh, very long in order to play. It was not engaging. It felt very grindy, which I do not like grind. Even though I love RPGs, mm-hmm. I do not like long grinds. It was a slow-moving, very boring game to play and almost a more boring game to edit. Oh, and for that, that was a bit of a slog. And I know a lot of people absolutely adore that game. I respect you for it. I personally had a lot of the fun sucked out of me on that one. Yep. So, <laughs> sorry. That's part of the reason why it took an extra long amount of time to make that video not only for its length but only because of my attitude about it yeah yeah and are there any videos that say have been requested a lot on your patreon that you just don't feel like doing say you, you've left on the back burner for a little bit i can certainly say that uh quite a few that get commented on uh would be the ones that in some cases i cannot feasibly do for example a lot of people have asked me to recap Final Fantasy 11 or 14. There's simply no way I can do that. Yeah. MMOs are so long, so robust. The stories are so complex. As interesting and as well-developed as they are, there's simply no practical way for me to actually indulge in that endeavor. It's it's not possible. Yeah. Uh, other than that, there have only been a few requests that I've politely declined, such as Radiata Stories um, or maybe Tactics Ogre, where I feel that, unfortunately, it just doesn't feel the scheme where I can actually go in that way. Or Elder Scrolls. I, how, could you, how could you recap Elder Scrolls, honestly? Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> I understand. Yeah. So you've had this YouTube channel for around nine years, did you say? Nine years, yes. Nine years, yeah. How have you seen your channel grow over time? It's, uh, nine years is a long time, but have you seen any, seen any trends and anything that's been going on with your channel that you've noticed? Certainly. It came in two waves. When I first posted to um, my channel, it was mostly for a few boss guide videos that, again, at the time, I only made them because I didn't see anyone else doing something similar at the time for that particular one. In the beginning days, um, one of my most famous videos that I made with the series was the Batman Arkham Asylum Arkham City trophy uh, completions for all the Riddler trophies. And the reason I made those was all the guides that I saw online were either 
non-optimal paths or they took too long or uh, I didn't like the way that they route. I'm like, all of these could be done in a significantly more efficient way. I am a terrible editor. I know nothing about video editing. Allow me to go ahead and make a better, a better <laughs> formatted video. It sounds terrible. It sounds like I'm speaking through a potato, I admit. That was the best I could do with what I had at the time. But a lot of people enjoyed the actual guide itself. And when I did the same thing for Arkham City, a lot of people wanted me to do a few other games in terms of guides. And mm. the same thing for Fire Emblem. I'm a big RPG fan for the tactics sides as well. I love tactical RPGs. Yep. And I made a few for Fire Emblem, and a lot of people enjoyed that too and wanted me to do other videos. But as much as I do enjoy doing those uh, games, the series I called was the metagame, uh, as much as I enjoy doing that, it wasn't what I wanted to do. It was in the middle of those where, even though that was the, my most viewed videos, that was when I started to then make a few of the recapitation videos, which at the time, the audience that was watching me for my guides did not like, did not want, did not support me. So it was a transition in the audience as well. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at your, your YouTube channel now, 47,000 uh, subscribers, which is bloody that shot up since I last saw it. I think I was looking at your Patreon uh, when you first started and you were getting like $2 a month and now you're up to about is it $50 a month? It's climbing. Yes. It's, it's, it's getting Slowly there. Slowly but sure. It's nice, like. yeah. And uh, looking at your top videos it's Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy, Batman, Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy. So you can, you can see the trend kind of kind of popping through. Um, I'm almost afraid of being pigeonholed. <laughs> oh, yeah. And um, so can you tell us a little bit about yourself outside of video games? Or what do you do during? Did you work? Do you study? Uh, anything a bit about you? A bit of your background? Certainly. So my bill-paying job is I'm actually a sales manager oh, wow. uh, for retail. Um, my job is to simply talk to people and uh, give them options, sell. That is exactly what I do. Um, part salesman, part management. That's mostly what I do. Middle management in the company that I work for. Yeah. So very low-key, blue-collar job. And that's what I do during the day and during the night. I come home, uh, eat a quick meal, and start immediately working uh, almost entirely on this. This project, this channel, actually takes up almost all of my free time. My dream is for it to be my full-time uh, endeavor. Mm. And getting there slowly but surely. On the offside, when I feel like not spending so much time, of course, um, working on this channel or just doing the job, I'm a big fan of watching movies, uh, watching anime, uh, playing games on my own time at my own speed, and just you know going on socializing with friends. Very nice. And with these nine years that you've been making these videos, uh, is there anything that you've particularly learnt, maybe in the video editing process or about YouTube or about games? Anything you anything you've noticed that you've learnt over these nine years? Absolutely. Um, even though everybody advises a against it and part of me I advise against it too but I still indulge I suppose out of vanity you need to quickly develop a thick skin yeah. um, I always believe in getting excited and staying excited is always my advice to anybody mm -hmm. who wants to make their own videos or endeavors because when I first made a video and a lot of people sometimes use that initial first first video, first five videos, first ten videos as a, as a barometer for their excitement, and I feel it should be the opposite. Your excitement should always be uh, persistent no matter what. Mm. Um, I have always sought to improve myself in terms of my writing quality, in terms of my uh, 
ability to narrate, and I take a lot of the criticism that I hear popularly quite well. So I also believe, yes, you should be resistant to some of the negative criticism, but be open and receptive to what you hear consistently. One of the biggest things I hear, and I can agree on, on a few of them, mm-hmm. where you speak too fast, your your pace is too quick. I mean, yeah. part of me wants to be snarky and say, well, I don't speak too fast, you think too slow. But uh, <laughs> I can't quite say that, and I do agree that I perhaps should slow down and be a bit more um, open to people that process information and consume media at different speeds. Mm. So I've worked on that actively. Uh, whenever there were audio issues, I've upgraded my equipment, taken that more seriously. I've practiced uh, a bit of my editing to make sure that I'm not as rough. If you really want to have faith in terms of starting anything on your own, when I first made my first videos, they are terrible, embarrassing. Please don't use them except as educational resources. <laughs> I did them all in one take because I did not know how to edit audio. So I did everything in one take, mistakes and all. Do not wow. ever do that. All my editing, my video editing, my audio editing was self-taught, um, and there are plenty of great tutorials online. Please do not do it the hard way that I've done it is my advice to anyone. Oh, In terms of YouTube as well, I can also say be prepared for the unexpected. Mm-hmm. They change the environment constantly. Be adaptable. Okay. And have you? Do you plan on staying on YouTube, um, I say, forever for the foreseeable future? Is it still a, night, a good place to have your community based? For the most part, absolutely. Um, Even though YouTube is still quite the Wild West in terms of its approachability, a lot of people can be intimidated of being just one fish in the ocean. I would still encourage people to find it because all the same, it is still one of the most accessible options for people. It is one of the most um, easy ways, uh, any low cost for somebody to quickly uh, express themselves be original and put themselves out there it's, it's shareable it's discoverable despite what the youtube robots may say otherwise yeah. it is difficult yes but persistence i believe will still pay off and th- somebody out there will enjoy your your information if you have friends in real life it's just as easy to make them online yeah yeah and you were talking about doing everything in one take i'm pretty sure uh noah gadwell uh coldwell gervais i think he does like an hour and a half in one take judging from his uh his audio <laughs> editing so i think you could get uh, away with it Heart makes up for a lot of it. If, if people enjoy you as as the quality of information, because in the beginning, I'm just a voice out there. But the information I wanted to provide was what I wanted to lead with. Mm. And so if that was a value to folks, that was what I wanted to uh, hold as my highest standard. Yeah. And, and from your, your time on YouTube, have you made many, uh, say, long-term friends or people that, say, were initially viewers of yours, but you maybe play games with on a regular basis or you may know in real life now? To be honest, I haven't outreached as much as I would like to. Many have reached out to me, and and I have indulged and and had fun with them. I suppose I'm a little bit of a recluse, but Mm -hmm. one of the most flattering things I've seen was when people that I have actually uh, subscribed to and watched their content, such as, um, uh, I think it was The Gaming Doctor is one, uh, Brental Floss, Mm -hmm. uh, when they actually subscribed to me and talked to me on Twitter about some of the content I created, that to me was one of those, wow, I, I really feel like I've been noticed by someone that was somebody that I used to go to their content regularly yeah. and enjoy. And same thing for Easy Allies. Yeah. Uh, Easy Allies, um, not to sound smugly, but I've always been one of their biggest supporters since day one when they started on their own endeavor becoming independent. Uh, I've been a subscriber and sharer of theirs and have been supporting the community. In fact, most recently, their uh, Pokemon trading card game tournament uh, has been completely... Uh, set up and 
uh, I don't say sponsored, but uh, all of the decks and all the materials and everything was put forth by me and designed by me. So, oh, wow. and I enjoy, I love the shout. Yeah, if you actually watch it right now, it's uh, you'll hear them shout out and, it's, and criticize me fairly in terms of the choices I've made. So, to me, working with such lovely people is a dream come true. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. And is there anything you can tell us about what you have in the works right now, or is that a bit of a secret? My process is no secret, but I can definitely say it's frustrating to many. Uh, at this current time, I, at any given time, have three or four projects open. Oh. I know it sounds a bit scatterbrained, but mainly the reason is going to be part of my creative process is I will – this is to avoid burnout. I used to just focus on one project all in, all focused, all the time until it gets done. And one thing I found that was a surprising change was if I actually did two or three things at the same time, I wouldn't feel so much burnout from focusing on just one game, one script all the time, hmm. and moving over to a different one and then focusing on that for a few days and then working on a different one for a few days. So my main focus right now, as embarrassing as it is, I broke a few of my promises I said in the beginning of the year where I would wrap up a few of the series that I still have outgoing from 2017, such as Final Fantasy, Resident Evil, yeah. um, Rampa, even uh, Virtue's Last Reward. I still need to do the final game in that uh, Zero Escape series. There's another I still one. owe the community. There is. There's a third one, and I still have to do the third Zero Escape game, and those are quite the endeavor. Oh, but but I will do that. I have promised that. I myself want to go ahead and put that out there. And that is still the 2018 project now, all my leftover homework from 2017. Hmm. That being said, I do have milestones planned for uh, a few of my subscriber goals as well as a bit of incentive for myself and for hopefully the community that yeah. for a lot of the most popular requests, I'll be placing those at particular um, milestones. I might even make those public, uh, but uh, those are going to be uh, hopefully surprises, but they're going to be ones that are near and dear to my heart. So I don't want to put bias on things, but it, there's going to be personal passion with a lot of these upcoming games. Okay. So I'm guessing one of the milestones is going to be 50,000. Absolutely. Okay. Right around the corner. So, <laughs> we're getting there. <laughs> Very nice. And um, have you ever thought about possibly doing a collaboration with any other YouTubers or branching out into different areas? Because you're obviously mostly well known for your recapitation videos, but is there any other direction you'd like to go and in maybe involving other people in the community to do that? Whenever I do any of my casual gameplay on the sides, for example, I'm a big fan of Monster Hunter, I do a lot of that in my off time, yeah. um, I would love to just have a casual gaming stream with anyone else. Um, I'm open. In fact, if you want to join me, I'm, I'm perfectly fine for that. <laughs> but uh, uh, in general, I would love to collaborate with any other creators that do something similar to me because part of the reason why I made my channel is, as you've already said, there really isn't too many other people out there that will recap a game or recap a story in such a manner where it's a little bit dry, a little bit academic, but take it seriously. Yeah. You see a lot of people that will recap like, oh, the story of this game in five minutes, the story of this game in one minute, and it's mostly meant for comedic purposes and entertainment, but... And perhaps it sounds a bit dry, but I really, like you said, one of the things that was my previous inspiration was the old retrospectives. I really enjoyed the way that they would quickly and succinctly go through an entire saga. And the reminiscence was fantastic. The nostalgia was fantastic. And the information was so interesting. And I would love to deliver of that quality more consistently. Oh, so if, if if anyone wants to reach out and help me out, I'm, I am open business. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah, and I mean, what's really good about the videos, like you you say about the reminiscing, 
is one aspect that I think is really great because my favourite Final Fantasy was Final Fantasy 9 and that popped up a few days ago uh, and I watched that again and that was really really great to see um, what's also great is finding a game that you're not aware of or finding one that you had no idea about like um, I, I'm very bad with this name it always confuses me uh, the game about it's got the, the, the teddy bear in a school oh uh, Duncan Rampa yeah that yeah <laughs> That that's that interests me so much. Seeing the video that you did about that, it was uh, I had no idea that game existed, especially with these Japanese RPGs. I'm pretty sure if, you know a lot of people are unaware with a lot of these style of games that you that you cover. Um, it it's funny you touch upon that because to me that is the the best compliment I've ever received in in general. It really warms my heart whenever somebody comments saying that. Uh, hey, I was not aware of this game. This looks really interesting. I'd like to pick it up. Mm. Or, wow, I haven't played this game in years. This was just such a trip down memory lane. Thank you very much. To me, reminding people of something they loved and also uh, helping somebody discover something new and interesting and expanding their horizons, that to me is the best compliment. And would you ever branch out into, say, a, a Japanese game that isn't, well, I say not a traditional RPG. I'm thinking something like Shenmue. I don't know if you've ever played Shenmue. I have played Shenmue only recently when they did the remastered collection. I oh. never had a Dreamcast. I always, um, I always had, I had a friend that had a Dreamcast, and I played a few games on his uh, Dreamcast, such as Skies of Arcadia recently, um, Marvel vs. Capcom, Power Stone, in oh, Power Stone fuck Two. Yes. Yep. Oh, man. Absolutely. God, <laughs> in fact, I, I love bought Power, Power Stone. Stone Two. I also had a uh, Lunar on there as well, but I played on his Dreamcast. Yep. But he did have. Um, uh, like Resident Evil Code Veronica, and he did have Shenmue, but I didn't get a chance to play those. Mm. Uh, but most recently, since it came in, thanks to the remaster, I've only started just now delving into it. So I'm actually discovering Shenmue for the first time myself. Okay. So haven't formed an opinion on it yet. It's okay. it's it's still early. <laughs> I, I'd be very interested to hear your opinion because to me, Shenmue is uh, completely covered in nostalgia goggles, complete nostalgia tint. When I look at that game, that that's uh, that and Metal Gear Solid. Oh, that is absolutely one of the big requests that I get that I am eager oh, really? to start. I love Metal Gear Solid. Oh, I yes. love the Metal Gear uh, franchise. I cannot wait to get started. At first, when people kept requesting it of me, I said no, because you can't swing a stick without hitting somebody who's talked about the Metal Gear story on the internet. <laughs> but honestly, if, if people are willing to hear it from me, I'd be more than willing to oblige. To me, it, that would be the most fantastic project to undertake next. God, it's, that's going to be a big bloody project, though. I mean, if you go onto YouTube and type in <laughs> Metal Gear the movie, I, I oh think, boy, was it Metal, Metal Gear Solid Four? I think was it like six hours of cutscenes, maybe more. At least, yeah. At it, least. <laughs> oh boy, which, which was your favorite? Out of curiosity, which was your favorite Metal Gear? So I am um, a little bit tied between Metal Gear Solid the original. Yep. And I adore a lot of the elements of Metal Gear Solid 4. To mm. me, as a capstone, I really enjoyed it, even though Metal Gear Solid 5 did a lot of good, you know, tying up loose ends while also creating loose ends. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed both the first and the fourth one. I know 2 is the really big popular one, and I didn't, you know, I love all of them. 3 is absolutely a big fan favorite, and I love those too. Yeah. But for me, my personal pick goes to the original, and perhaps 4, the way it ended. Now, when you say the original, do you mean the original original or the GameCube uh, updated original. <laughs> Good point. No, I, I do mean the the original Metal Gear Solid, oh not perhaps God. Twin Snakes. The Twin Snakes took a very 
uh, liberal approach on retelling and story in some cases, and certainly <laughs> the gameplay. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure if I'm going to cover that version at all. Okie dokie. Well, I think it's time for us to wrap up here, Only Black Mage or Nick, uh, as you prefer. But before we go, would you be able to tell our listeners where they can find you, where they can contact you, and how they how they can watch your content? Fantastic. Uh, you can follow my content we just discussed at youtube.com slash onyblackmage, all one word. And if you'd like to reach out to me directly, Twitter is the best outlet. You can reach me at onyblackmage, O-N-I-B-L-A-C-K-M-A-G-E. Feel free to reach out for any particular ideas, suggestions, and like I said, I'm open for business. And then we'll cut it down with a recapitation. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nick, thank you very much. Thank you so much. This was such a fun time. <laughs>